Welcome to the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today is Monday, March 29th. I invite you to pause this audio right now so that you can have your moment with God and ask Him for His guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. Memory Text Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. So God created humankind in His image. In the image of God He created them. Male and female He created them. Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27 In the image of the Maker The Bible states that God created humankind, male and female, in His own image. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 Based on this idea, answer the following questions. 1. What does it mean that God created us in His own image? In what ways are we in His own image? 2. According to the Genesis account, did the Lord make anything else in His own image other than humankind? If not, what does that tell us about our unique status in contrast to the rest of the earthly creation? What lesson can we draw from this contrast? 3. What else can be found in the account of the creation of humankind? that sets the race apart from anything else that the Lord had created. See Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and verses 18 through 25. Let's read Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Genesis chapter 2 verses 18 through 25 Then the Lord God said, quote, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Unquote. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle, and to the birds of the sky, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed.
Although we must speak of God in human terminology, we must not forget that He is a spiritual being. John chapter 4 verse 24 Possessing Divine Characteristics All we can say is that in our physical, mental, and spiritual natures, we reflect in some way our Divine Creator, however much there remains about Him that is still, at least for us, shrouded in mystery. The Bible emphasizes, however, the spiritual and mental aspects of our mind. These aspects we can develop and improve. It is the uniqueness of the human mind that makes possible a nourishing relationship with God, something the rest of anything in God's earthly creation seem unable to do. Notice, too, the unique account of how God made woman. Both man and woman shared the incredible privilege of being made in the image of God. In their creation, there is no hint of inferiority of one to the other. God himself made them both from the same material. God made both equal from the start and placed them together in a special relationship with him. Both had the same opportunity to develop their God-given characters in a way that would bring glory to him. Quote, God himself gave Adam a companion. He provided an helper, meet for him, a helper corresponding to him, one who was fitted to be his companion, and who could be one with him in love and sympathy. Eve was created from a rib taken from the side of Adam, signifying that she was not to control him as the head, nor to be trampled under his feet as an inferior, but to stand by his side as an equal, to be loved and protected by him." Unquote. Ellen White, Patriarchs and Prophets, page 46. Additional reading, select the quotes from Ellen White. In the creation of man was manifest the agency of a personal God. When God had made man in his image, the human form was perfect in all its arrangements, but it was without life. Then a personal, self-existing God breathed into that form the breath of life and man became a living, intelligent being. All parts of the human organism were set in action. The heart, the arteries, the veins, the tongue, the hands, the feet, the senses, the faculties of the mind, all began their work and all were placed under law. Man became a living soul. Through Christ, the Word, a personal God created man and endowed him with intelligence and power. Above all lower orders of beings, God designed that man, the crowning work of his creation, should express his thought and reveal his glory. But man is not to exalt himself as God. The Ministry of Healing, page 415.
Adam was crowned king in Eden. To him was given dominion over every living thing that God had created. The Lord blessed Adam and Eve with intelligence such as he had not given to any other creature. He made Adam the rightful sovereign over all the works of his hands. Created to be, quote, the image and glory of God, unquote, Adam and Eve had received endowments not unworthy of their high destiny. Every faculty of mind and soul reflected the Creator's glory. Endowed with high mental and spiritual gifts, Adam and Eve were made but, quote, little lower than the angels, unquote. God's Amazing Grace, page 40. The whole natural world is designed to be an interpreter of the things of God. To Adam and Eve in their Eden home, nature was full of the knowledge of God, teeming with divine instruction. To their attentive ears, it was vocal with the voice of wisdom. Wisdom spoke to the eye and was received into the heart, for they communed with God in his created works. Consoles to Parents, Teachers and Students, page 186. The lost coin in the Savior's parable, though lying in the dirt and rubbish, was a piece of silver still. Its owner sought it because it was of value. So every soul, however degraded by sin, is in God's sight accounted precious, as the coin bore the image and superscription of the reigning power. So man, at his creation, bore the image and superscription of God. Though now marred and dim through the influence of sin, the traces of this inscription remain upon every soul God desires to recover that soul and to retrace upon it his own image in righteousness and holiness. The Ministry of Healing, page 163. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes and special content.